0: Welcome to another episode of Paranormal the New Normal, the show where we tell you that the normal is not what it seems anymore. And that cannot be further from the truth with this topic today. And my guest today, very excited to have her, Michelle Henderson from Michelle's Inspiration Hour, which, did I just messed that up or no? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you said that correct. That's perfect. Thank you so all much. Right, right.
0: <laughs> yes. and. She is here, we're here today to talk about intuitive children, which we're going to get into that in a minute, but first things first, how are you doing tonight, Michelle?
1: I am doing fantastic. Um, I don't know if you heard, but um, I live outside of Dallas and we got a lot of rain yesterday. So I'm able to talk to you, not underwater. (laughs) Well, that's always a good thing. So I'm feeling very good about that. So I'm doing great.
0: All right. Well, and actually I did hear about that because uh, another podcast friend of mine who does the Sipless podcast lives in Texas. Okay. So yes. And she, she, she was telling us yesterday about how much rain you guys got. And I think we're about to get it right now. It's been thundering out for the last hour, but.
1: We're sending you that love. You know, we feel like we need to share the rain with everybody.
0: (laughs) Oh, we'll, we'll take it. We've had a dry summer here in the in the East coast, but yes. So first, first question I ask everybody on this podcast is what got you into the paranormal, spiritual, supernatural world, whatever you want to call it, what got you into it?
1: You know, it's one of those questions I I wonder about as well, because it's like, I've always been interested in the paranormal, even as a kid. And, but you know, when things start happening to you, um, not not as severe like you see on TV, you know, I didn't have them, yeah. you know, hurt me or anything else. The spirit hurt me. They'd let me know that they're there. But I've always been interested in the paranormal. I'd be the one that would go into the bookstore and look at all the fun books and watch all the TV shows, you know, all about it. And of course, growing up, I didn't have YouTube to watch. Of course you know so um but yeah so as a little one as a little girl i you know i could feel the different energies and everything and i was very curious about it and i was very curious about aliens and the different monsters and of course i've never really been in contact with aliens but you know there are a lot of people that have and so again i just love watching shows on it
0: yes which i mean I've actually had a few of those on the, uh, or one of those on the show at least, uh, that a uh, star seed. Oh and right, right. So
1: very fascinating, very fascinating. And you know, I I, th- I think it's very interesting that everybody has a different experience. You know, not all of us will experience the same paranormal experience the same. We may see it each it from different perspectives, and I and I find that fascinating. I think that's the way it should be.
0: Yes, I mean, I do too. Everybody is brought into this world in a different way and it's amazing. I mean, my I myself, as everybody in the other sense of this show, already knows, I never had, had any abilities I was sensitive to. I just was always interested in Bigfoot and Loch Ness Monster and all that. And that I didn't like horror movies, but I liked all that stuff because it was cool. <laughs> and as I got older, I started exploring the more psychic and spiritual side of it all and mean just for me it never clicked I think it may be starting to but I think I'm a long way off from ever actually being able to call myself anything so I try not to call myself anything yet (laughs) but so you took we talked about this before the show started kind of but for the audience Mm -hmm. because I said we're going to talk about intuitive children what do you define the word intuitive meaning in this Exactly. okay
1: oh intuitive okay so intuitive it can mean so many different ways because the terminology is actually changing um intuitive can be almost like very basic you know that you had that intuitiveness about you as a human you know when something is about to happen and it's kind of you know you know when danger is about to happen and you've got that gut feeling and the intuitiveness and so it kind of it, it's kind of a safe factor right Um, It can also mean that if you're in tune into the spiritual world, uh, which means that it's so funny, Jeremy, when you were talking about, you know, I don't really have any, you know, any gifts or psychic abilities or whatever, but I think they are beginning to appear. And I think everybody not only is in tune to the danger, but also in tuned, you know, spiritually as well it just depends on when you want to say yes to it so being in, intuitive can also means that you have the psychic abilities to be able to pick up on other people's different energies and just know what they're feeling ju- just have that knowledge you know that type of thing and then it can also mean mediumship which is kind of still underneath that intuitive umbrella Where you actually are connecting in with uh, people who have crossed over, you know, more of the spiritual world. And, you know, we could talk about this all day long, (laughs) but I feel like everybody is born with it. But if you want to accept it and be a part of your life, you know, that that is your journey as you know, or you may choose not to. So, just like a lot of people will believe in ghosts and in Bigfoot, they may not believe in psychic mediums. You know, it just depends on your journey.
0: Yes. I mean, truly, truly it does. And I'm going to put it better myself. So, intuitive child, how do we, how can we tell when a child is going to be intuitive from a young age? And are there signs? I mean, I know they're not all going to be like, Carrie or the Poltergeist. But- oh right, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know it's. I, I tell people that's one reason why things started happening to me. I was scared because I, you know, grew up with all that. Uh, I mean, all the all the horror movies of the seventies. I grew up with And I'm, th- I thought I'm going crazy and the devil is coming after me. <laughs> but no, it is not. And like you said, I love how you said that. It is not like that at all. So, um a lot of children that are in tune to the spiritual world, and they are so open because they, they don't have that judgment about things that are happening to them, okay? So whenever your child comes to you and they say, mom, there's someone in my room that, and they can maybe even see apparition, you know, maybe a, a little boy's playing with me and we're playing a game, but I don't think he he's actually alive. He's my pretend friend. As a parent, you know, you're going, uh, I don't know what to say about that. But as I tell all parents, have that conversation with your child. If your child is seeing apparitions and they're not afraid and they're excited about it, have that conversation. Um, a lot of times too, these children, um, are empaths and they feel everybody's energy. Okay. I used to come home exhausted from school because I could pick up all my friends' energy and feel how know how they're feeling. And a lot of times they cannot distinguish is this my feeling or is this my friend's feeling, emotions that I'm feeling. So a lot of times they have a hard time distinguishing the way that they feel. So you'll see a lot of anxiety in these children. Okay. And then a lot of times they can actually see different auras around people you know different colors and they're going you know they may not know how to describe it but if you give a crayon to a child and tell them to draw what they're seeing sometimes you can say see the different lines that they create with the different colors and then a lot of them will um astro travel especially when they're asleep okay they have the most vivid dreams and they can visit different realities And it's just to me, that is really fascinating. Or another fascinating fact is that they remember something that has happened in their past life. And and there's a reason why we don't remember things, because it will bring anxiety. And, you know, we're here to live this life, but sometimes they can pick up on things that happened to them in a previous life. But as a parent, just listen to them.
0: Yes, which I agree. Quick, quick shout out to Isla from V Team Paranormal and Marie. Thank you for watching. We appreciate hey. being here. If you have, if you, if you have any questions or comments, feel free to throw them at us, and I'll put them on screen. And of course, well, the first thing I must say about that is you might want to check with your child to make sure there's not actually somebody in the room that shouldn't be there—a a real <laughs> life sure. person. But I mean, that's the first thing. But because, I mean, I've heard plenty of stories where people have thought their children was talking to imaginary friends like that. And it ends up being like a homeless person that was living in the walls or oh, right. in the crawl space for years. Oh,
1: <laughs> that's another horror movie in itself. But, you know, I um, that's one reason why I started looking into working with families with, with psychic children or intuitive children. It's because a lot of psychic mediums who decide to do it professionally as they get older. They were shut down as children. Okay. A lot of parents are going, uh, uh-uh, and we're not going to open up that doorway. And like you said, it's kind of like a fear, you know, the fear of the unknown. And like, you said, <laughs> yeah, if I, if I saw a homeless person in my child's bedroom, that would scare me to death as well. So
0: <laughs> Oh, that, that would scare me more than a ghost would by Absolutely. far, by far, Absolutely. you know, that was
1: actually, and, yeah. Um, oh, I'm well, sorry. Go ahead.
0: I, no, no, I'm oh. That, it's funny you said that about uh, parents naysaying children on this type of thing because I was just going to bring up the fact that we we talk about it on this show all the time that you know what people well people my age at least and older than me we grew up and if we said anything like that to our parents there was like oh that doesn't exist oh that does like oh I, mom I believe in Bigfoot it doesn't exist like <laughs> we, we, we I believe in like I saw a ghost yesterday no you didn't you were just it's your imagination. Like they, because I think because of the horror movies of when our my parents were kids and anybody in my generation, like that's just the way it is. Like they didn't want to have anything to do with the paranormal because horror movies ruin the paranormal for people and they may seem scary all the time and like it'd be a hard thing to be around. So, what, what I mean, now it's a little more accepting. I hear this because parents are parents who experienced things when they were kids now have their own kids. And they tell them like, it's okay. It's not, it's just a spirit. They're not, hopefully, I mean, it hopefully won't hurt you because I mean, you don't always know, you don't always know, but because there are some evil spirits out there as well, but usually I believe they're good intentioned or just mm-hmm. kind of neutral, kind of neutral, just kind of hanging there, not really trying to mess with anybody, but.
1: And I have a lot of so. thoughts on that one. <laughs> if you, if you want, you want me to tell you my, my personal thoughts on that and what I've learned too, in the psychic medium world, most okay, spiritual spirits will be good. Okay. As long, and they're, they're not going to hurt you as long as you have that intention. If you don't have that intention or you're looking for it, you know, like when, when we go into haunted homes or you're, you know, you're doing a paranormal investigation, sometimes you will run into lower energy spirits, but most of the time they are you know, very good. And they're not going to hurt harm a child at all. Sometimes they'll feel uncomfortable because maybe the spirit was angry in their life and they're feeling that. But many, many, I mean, 99% of the time, uh, they are not going to hurt a child.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can believe else. that. Yeah. I can believe that. So if that's the case, then, why do you think parents keep denying when their kids... Uh, why do you think parents keep denying them with their kids when their kids come to them with this thing? With these, all of a sudden, these exclamations of, oh, I talked to this man in my room last night, this woman in my room last night, and I don't know, he, he was floating or he was see-through or she. I mean, either way, like, why do parents deny that nowadays even?
1: And I love it. And just kind of like what you said, as we grow up, we're kind of in that thought pattern and we're learn what society accepts and does not accept it. And of course, you know, and I think a lot has to do with religion, not meaning all religion, you know, kind of sways the truth sometimes, but sometimes people are fearful because that's what they grew up with. I grew up with because a lot of my um, parents and a lot of my friends would say, don't open that door. Do not open that door. (laughs) And uh, once I did, I'm going, I'm so glad I did. Because to me, I'm more spiritual than I was without it. Okay. Because it's a part of me. Um, But I think it's just the wiring that we go through as in a society and as churches or even you know people it's just being afraid and i think the more that we know the better that's why i'm glad that we're having this conversation conversation is a big part and i think a lot of podcasts i think a lot of shows are beginning to shed the light on it and i think people are beginning to open up and go you know what there is something more out there than being afraid okay
0: yes. Yes, I agree. There and there is so much more. I mean, even compared to when I was a kid in the '90s, early 2000s, there are so much more in the paranormal world that is out there now than the, all these shows, Ghost Hunters, and the five thousand other variations of that show. um All the Bigfoot finding Bigfoot shows, all the different haunted possession shows, haunted house shows. Like, there's just so much more out there nowadays than when I was a kid and. If I had these type of shows, my love for the paranormal wouldn't have died at a young age and had to get reinvigorated about 20 years later. Like it right. just, it would have continued on and on and maybe I would have some spiritual abilities at this point if I did that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know.
1: It's never too late. It's not, and you still have it. You don't know it. You know what I'm saying? If you, everybody has the ability, but a lot of times we don't tune into it because of you know certain things in our lives we're too busy and. There's too many things going on, so we're not focused on it. But, hey, I didn't start working professionally until I was 50. So <laughs> it's never too late.
0: No, it's definitely not too late. And M- Marie said, yeah, they, they can't cope with it, which is 100% true. That's why parents try to hush-hush their children when they talk about this type of stuff. Which, which, as a professional in this, what effect does it have on a kid when a parent tells them to oh. shut this down like yeah. what happens to the kid
1: well and and like i told you it's kind of it's a part of them you know they're they're thinking they're excited about it because it is something spiritual that's going on and you know it's almost like you know you bring home a new puppy you're excited about it so you're excited to share the story with your parents and then that fear comes out and they can feel the fear they're going to shut down and because they shut down as they become a little bit older they will start exploring and this can become dangerous after a while especially if they start going to the wrong group or like what we're talking about the different intentions you know the lower energy groups that are worshiping other beings besides love and light and um so as teenagers you need to be they want to be accepted and that is a part of them so if they're not accepted it's it they can also get depressed they'll become into depression they can also get into drugs so there are a lot of things that can happen that's why it's really important it's just like anything else if your child comes to you and says mom i'm having a hard time reading i don't know what to do if you go oh no you can read and then you like that that's going to kind of create the same thing that's a Piece of a puzzle piece of them that you're shutting down where they can get help.
0: Yeah. I mean, and correct me if I'm wrong, but in the past, haven't kids who were sensitive to this type of thing been misdiagnosed as autistic or many other mental illnesses, I'll say?
1: Well, yes. Okay. And, you know, that, that is a lot. That's another <laughs> a bag that we open, you know, the misdiagnosis diagnosis or whatever, but it is a part of them. So, yes, a lot of children with ADHD can have that sensitivity because they are vibrating at such a higher level that they can actually tune in very quickly. And then kiddos with autism, even our nonverbal children can communicate with spirit. And they can also communicate with others who are living telepathically. So, while I was doing a lot of research, and I worked with children with autism, and um, as a behavior analyst, and when I was doing research about intuitive and psychic children, I was going, "Oh my gosh! I just, I just saw one of the children. What my child did." Some of the symptoms that a psychic would do. Um, like a lot of times, children that are nonverbal and, and are under the autism spectrum, they'll gaze off in the distance and sometimes they'll just start laughing. And I'd always go, What are you laughing at? And to me, when I look back, there was somebody else in the room, somebody was talking to them, you know, in the spirit world. And, and and i could feel the energy but back then i didn't really know what was going on so yes and in the 60s too we had indigo children okay that's where the first um i guess term we could say for psychic children and um and nancy uh, i think her nancy nape i believe was her name i cannot think i know her first name was nancy she was able to see ores of these children and they were purple okay indigo so that's why the term indigo children and she said that they were here on earth was to help us spiritually and we're warriors and a lot of these kids as they got older yes were diagnosed with adhd so we've had children for a long time and i think it's even before the 60s you know that we just kind of put it under you know the rug we don't really talk about it but these children have been with us for a long time
0: yeah i truly believe that there's been people with these abilities since the beginning of t- well since the beginning of civilization i'll say i don't want to say beginning of time but since the beginning of civilization there's been these abilities have been slowly slowly coming out more and more. In, I believe what a lot of psychic memes have told me over the last couple of months that in the last five years, there's been a spiritual awakening happening in the world. And especially with COVID greatly made it increase because people were stuck at home with nothing to do, but be by themselves a lot of the time. And <laughs> yes. they yes. started, they started to learn more about themselves and they started to open their mind more to things possibly. If they listened to a podcast like this and they might've heard an idea and thought, you know, That explains some things, but.
1: Yes, absolutely. And I like what Marie said about scientists and mediums are coming together. And that is absolutely true. And I love it. Um, I love because, you know, I think we're beginning to prove it. I don't want to, you know, with with validation and so forth. And I, I agree. And I think scientists have been trying to prove it for a long time but i think with the technology and so forth that ha, have really advanced i think we're getting there so uh, and scientists can't prove some scientific research without the paranormal items in it involved in it
0: very true and i actually have a co-host on another paranormal show i do called global strangeness mm-hmm. and she recently took a um uh ast- astral what that was called astral planning she took astral plane she took astral Astral. yeah she took an astral planning class like online and there was actually a new york city detective in -hmm. there too taking it because he said that like more and more cops are relying on it to try to solve crimes like yes yes so which when i heard that i was like you're serious oh my that's amazing that's amazing
1: yeah I, I totally yes and that's you know it's very interesting because there are a lot of people that are beginning beginning to offer courses like that and it is so fascinating i mean you start with trying to find an object and then you go to finding um uh, missing people so yeah so i think it is fascinating and i'm so glad that society is beginning to accept that but like what you were saying about a spiritual awakening I had a friend that actually reminded me that we had a spiritual awakening in the 60s, you know, going back to the 60s. (laughs) Um, And it's almost like because of the um, COVID that everybody, like you said, it stopped everybody. Everybody had to think. They started thinking spiritually. And, um, And I think people are beginning to be so much more spiritual than they used to be. And the energy shift is changing. And that's why we're having all these emotions and all these anger and all the love and everything involved.
0: Yeah, I agree, and and Marie just agreed with me and said, yeah, that during during the lockdown we had the space and time to explore things without being interrupted or having to go to a lot of us not having to go to work. I mean, I was unemployed <laughs> for most of the lockdown, so I 100 percent agree with that. Because right. I just, I, agree. I couldn't find a job. <laughs> I, couldn't, oh, I couldn't find a job.
1: I know a lot of people did, and they, you know, a lot of time. I think we were able to think. You know, I'm not happy there. I think I'm going to change something. I mean, that's when I came out as a psychic medium, you know, on Facebook, as I went. You know, I think it's time.
0: <laughs> yes, which I mean, I at that point I was. This is this was obviously years before I started podcasting, even. But I just I was unemployed, and I just was home alone by myself a lot of the time. And it was just one of those things where, you know, you start reflecting inward and you start seeing what, what can you do differently now that you have all this time that you didn't have previously, because you don't have to work 40 hours a week anymore. Right. So right. it's a whole, it's a, or even more hours a week. It's a whole different world, basically. Mm-hmm. So what, like when parents come to you to say, and they think their children may be intuitive, mm-hmm. what's the, like, how, do, how do they come, come about it like what how do they feel about it like is there a mixed reaction or is it all the same reactions uh
1: I, it really depends now when they come to me they either believe in it because if they didn't believe in it they wouldn't come like you know that kind of thing but i have had um a mom that came to me with with her son and uh, she said, you know, my my mother is very intuitive as a psychic medium, so I totally believe in it. And he has it as well, you know, and she was explaining what her son was going through. But she said, but my ex-husband does not believe in it. And she said, I'm afraid he's going to shut it down. And my advice was, if you believe in it and he doesn't believe in it, allow your child to decide you know, as they get older, if they want to continue with it or not, but at least he's able to open to both worlds and understand both advices. Um, So most everybody that comes to me already have a family member that has psychic abilities. They just want to make sure that they're doing everything that they possibly can. And usually I haven't been able, you know, I haven't had to really see these families month to month. I only do like one call and I give them advice and that's all they needed. So, you know, they're just certain, they're looking for certain knowledge to help their child at where their child is.
0: Exactly. Which, I mean, as long as they're looking for the help, I mean, I'm sure there's, are there people like you that go to like foster care systems and, orphanages and all this type stuff where I mean, I know they're not called orphanages anymore, but uh, yeah. whatever, yeah. They're, whatever they're called, like are there people mm-hmm. like you that she- go to these places and just see if any of the children do need the help, if they have the abilities.
1: Yeah, the well, the only problem with that is you you have confidentiality. So that's why a lot of times they need to come to you, if that makes any sense so so you can't really you know and that would be a great thing to do but but a lot of times and that's one thing that's kind of in the system where we have to wait for like i can't just go to a parent you know and say i thank your child because they may you know it's they need to come to me for the help if that makes any sense that's just is where we are now as a society
0: yeah i mean it's it's not like it was in the 70s where Dick Halloran could take Danny Torrance no. aside and be like, you got the shining, my boy. <laughs> like That's true. No.
1: Well, in, in a, well, and it started in the 50s where a lot of people were, you know, uh, doing experiments on people. And, I mean, it was awful, you know, without their permission. And now because of confidentiality in HIPAA. A lot of times we can't go into those institutions because of it. Um, But, you know, you always hope that like a social worker or a psychologist, you know, that are working in the field will reach out, you know, to others. And there are so many psychic mediums, so many metaphysical stores now that you can go and get the help. A lot of times parents go, well, where do I go? And I'm going, you know what? We have the internet now that we used to not have. And you can get the help that you need by just reaching out.
0: And just to make sure any parents that listen to this get the right type of advice, what are some warning signs if they meet someone who's and they agree to let this person help their child? If the person says they're a healer or they're a psychic, what are some warning signs that if that person doesn't have good intentions to try to actually help the child but to kind of put their own motivation on why they're helping the child. Oh my gosh. I love this question. (laughs)
1: Absolutely love it. All right. So whenever, yeah, whenever they seek help and they don't, they don't whenever. Okay. So I'll say the light worker. Okay. To say they went to a light worker and if the light worker is not asking questions like, what do you believe in? Or, you know, what's your religion? and getting some background information first about the child. What has your child been diagnosed with? How is this hurting your life? You know, just asking almost like clinical questions, I hate to say, like if you go to the doctor, you know, and they start asking you questions. If this light worker just tells you, you need to get a crystal, you need to do this, you need to do that, you know, um, you need to make sure that the child, you know, it's not their imagination. But just telling you without really getting your feedback and not feeling as a team member—that's where the red flag needs to go up.
0: Yeah, and I mean, because I there are such a thing as bad psychics out there and bad mediums as well. I mean, there yeah. are uh, such a thing as bad ones too.
1: Unfortunately, <laughs>
0: I mean, I don't, I don't know, I don't know who they think they talk to or who they represent. But I mean, that depends on your belief system, of course. But it just, right. I've. I've been told by a few that there are ones out there that are working for some nefarious forces we'll say that Mm -hmm. don't want the best for humanity so
1: right and you know follow that intuition because a lot of times you can feel that energy just feel that intuition that you have and and just you know how the person you know presents themselves you know if they say you need to buy a candle that's worth two hundred dollars so that you can get the evil spirits out you know, that's another red flag. <laughs> um, yeah. Or they have spells or yeah, I mean, that's yeah. So that's not meaning that all that is bad. It's just whatever you're comfortable with, because some people would be comfortable with that, you know, so so you've got to go with what you're comfortable with. and And just feel that your intuition.
0: Yeah, I don't think a lot of people would be comfortable buying a $200 candle, but yeah. <laughs> other than that, other than I that, yeah, know. I mean, <laughs> yeah, other yeah. than that, other than that, I can definitely see what you're saying, because there are definitely people who would buy into this type of stuff and who themselves have evil entities around them at all times and they just want to, and they, they'll, they'll relate to the person they meet and they'll want their children to work with that person because they relate to them. Which right, right. Even if they're, even if they relate to them, it's not a good thing.
1: And what you really, and another thing that just comes to mind is guidance. So if these people guide you instead of telling you what to do, because we have free will and they help guide you, that is the number one thing that you need to really look at because you come to the person for guidance, but if they just, you know, try to, you know, suffocate you and tell you, you need to do this and that and this and that, then, you know, you need to second guess it. Um, especially if you go to one for the first time and, you know, especially a medium and they keep saying, oh, you're going to keep coming back, you know, for so often, then that's another red flag that you, you should think about.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's like the, it's it's like the child psychologist that wants to see your kid three or four times a week versus seeing them once a week, it's usually not right. a good sign. Right. I mean, if I mean, if your child needs that much, then they would obviously already be in some kind of institution, not be at home still. So it's right. just sometimes common sense plays into it a little bit where if, it's, if it seems fishy, it probably is fishy. So. Right.
1: But you know what's unfortunate? There are a lot of people that you know, are gullible because they are so emotionally drained and they want the help and they don't know where to go to. So that that's when it becomes unfortunate. But, you know, you think of everything else, there's bad doctors out there. There are bad psychologists out there. So, you know, in every field, you're going to have somebody that's not very good. And that's why you need to talk to other people who have been to this person. You know, word of mouth is important.
0: Which usually these people have webs. Usually these people have websites that you can go Ooh. to, and um, there's usually reviews on them, or they right. they may even be on Google. They may even be on Google for God's sake. I mean, they might be on Google with reviews, so who knows? Right. Look, Google, but Google the person. That's the best thing to do nowadays. Is Google anybody you meet that you want to know about, and Absolutely. you'll find if, if they're out there, you'll find something. So, what age is? like when will a child start to develop, like really be able to show these abilities and understand what they're doing? Like what age would you say that is?
1: Well, I mean, it, it can start as early as when they're babies because have you ever tried to pick up a baby and they're looking, <laughs> looking again past you at something else? But of course you're not gonna work on their abilities at that time, right? When they're younger, when they're, and it really depends on developmentally because every child is different. But up to the age of 10, a lot of times just talking to them, have them them make journals, you know, um, do yoga with them, meditate with them. All of this fun th- stuff as a family um, just to help them because, I mean, yoga, and meditation and breathing will help anybody. Um, But as they become a little bit older, preteen, they can actually start, you know, uh, reading people or reading family members, looking at photos and doing psychic readings. And then when they become 16, they, to me, can start working as a psychic um, because they can work in food places. They can get a job at 16. And a lot of 16-year-olds have more knowledge about life than I do so it just really depends on the child but you can start really working on their abilities when they're when they are 10 years old to preteen and doing little because it's like anything else you do little exercises to in tune and strengthen your ability and that's what they can do as well
0: yeah I mean it's it makes sense it makes sense I mean but does going through I'm sure going through puberty also affects this to a different degree or, or no
1: <laughs> absolutely it does because yeah. I mean you're an empath right as a psychic psychic you're an empath you're you know then your hormones are all over the place <laughs> so yes yeah, so it does affect and that's when a lot of times you know it's very interesting and I love the these so creative teenagers that change their hair color I even see adults do it But, you know, they are so a lot of times you'll find a a intuitive child or a psychic child that are so creative. You know, they almost look gothic, but they're not really gothic because they're just trying to find their identity. And I just love them to death because they are so imaginative and they're so fun to get to know. But yes, so a teenager, yes, it can affect them tremendously, but, but they can get through it just like anything else.
0: Yeah, which I mean, I oh yeah, I I just want to make sure that parents know that, like, be warned when when that hits, it's gonna be worse <laughs> even.
1: <laughs> yes, uh, and you know, because I think it may be even worse if if they don't have the ability, because they're so they they're so emotional, they're so dramatic, and I mean, it, it's so much fun because they are, you know, so spiritual, so free that they don't understand why no one else understands them, you know.
0: Exactly, which I mean, a lot of children already feel like when they become teenagers that no one understands them. Yeah. I mean, I know, I I know I felt as a teenager like that no one understands me, right. no one understands my no one understands my music, my taste in movies. Like that's just the way it is. But yes, yeah. Eventually, eventually, you just have to find that click or that group that will agree with you. But and right. as Marie just said, trapped children they never had the chance to express themselves because they're trapped in a certain lifestyle. I mean back in the older days, I mean, this really this really happened to me, but I oh, knew people I love
1: how you say olden days.
0: Well, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm I know. Sorry a 34 a- year old saying olden days, I mean, it's just it's how I feel older than I am most days, but um so these I mean, I knew families where they were so religious, like either Christians or Catholics or Jewish, like doesn't matter what the religion was, but they're so religious they didn't let their kids do anything. But school, home, school, home. That's mm-hmm. church in the middle there like three times a week, four times a week. Like that's all they right. did. So these kids never had any chance to really explore who they were because they weren't allowed out in the world by themselves. Mm-hmm. Like they literally would run from the bus to their houses. Like that's how controlled they were basically by the parents is that they just ran straight home because they were scared what the parents would do if they didn't. Right. So,
1: And it is a control issue. Exactly what you just said.
0: And if a kid like that is has any abilities, they're going to be most likely, I'm guessing, shut down deep in their mind at that point, and it's going to take a lot to get those to reemerge.
1: Right. Well, and I think a lot of times you also might might may find a child that um oppositional oppositional defiant and does it anyway. (laughs) But again, that's kind of scary in itself because they may do things that are not with good intention. Um. And, and I know that we all say what we're talking about is they get shut down, but they can always reopen it later. It does not go away, okay? That is a part of them. They just may kind of like a, you know, like a volume on a radio or, you know, on anything, um, computer, whatever. You can turn it down and not hear anything, but you can also turn it up as you start working with it more and more. Um, but you never shut it off completely.
0: You know, I've heard that reference somewhere before, too. I just can't think of, I, I'm pretty sure it was a Stephen King book, but I can't think of where it was. <laughs> but I mean, I love I, Stephen I, King. Yeah. I know I do, too. I'm actually in the middle of a Stephen King movie tournament on another podcast I guest on. So <laughs> it's a fun, t- <laughs> it's Stephen King and the paranormal go hand in hand for a lot of things. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But. So, what is the difference in these kids? I mean, same as if they have bad home lives at home and their parents influence them to like to stop this. What can happen if they're with a group of friends who find out they have like these types of abilities and they use them for bad purposes, like if they try to use the kid to find the best way to like go rob a convenience store or find the best time to go rob a house, like that type of scenario.
1: Uh, and that, and that's, again, is you're looking at morals, uh, you know, that kind of thing. So, so if a child is hiding it, a lot of times, you know, like any teenager will, they'll try to, oh, this is cool. You know, I'm being accepted and I can do what, what, whatever I need to do. And it's almost like they have to find out for themselves, even though it's not good intentions when they're teenagers, they will eventually get caught and um and spirit has a way of waking you up and saying this is not what you need to do does that answer right. your question
0: yeah i mean kind of but i i mean what if they're not listening to spirits yet that's what i'm trying to get at like what if they haven't been introduced to the fact that they actually have a spirit they can listen to that would tell them like what to do or what they're not gonna
1: to have do. a they're gonna have a lot of tribulations let's just put it this way. They're going to experiment, experiment, experiment. And eventually, hopefully somebody will give them the knowledge that they need to get out of that. But, you know, that's where you find the cults. You know, a lot of times you get in those cults and they kind of persuade you, you know, in the wrong way. So a lot of times, you know, if that's what they need to learn first, because sometimes you're, better as a psychic medium if you go through a lot of tribulations and you go through hell and you go through certain pieces of life that you know other people have not gone through sometimes you're a better psychic medium to help others um i know it's so interesting um because whenever i'm at a holistic fair i'll see people you know approach different tables and they'll they'll feel to a certain person, a certain psychic. And I'll have a friend who went through alcoholism, went through the drug scene, and she'll get a lot of clients that are actually going through that. And she's able to help them spiritually, where I get a lot of teachers. (laughs) And I, you know, which is so funny, you know, teachers that are are trying to find their way through life, or, or children as well. So everybody almost have that has that energy about them, and whatever they've experienced, spirit has a way of pulling people that have experienced the same thing to you.
0: Yeah, I mean, like like minds, like attracts <laughs> like. That's, that's yes. what I'm trying to say is, like attracts like. I mean, I can be. I mean, I could be walking down the grocery store or down an aisle and it's the same as if I get, I just see someone like, before I even see what they're wearing or anything, I'm just like, why does it feel like I know this person to some degree? And it turns out we're both juggalos or we're both into the same rock band or something like that. Like, it's just like somehow you connect and you realize it without even knowing the person. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've made some of the best friends of my life that way, just because just sitting across the room from them at a party, you're like... I like you. I don't know why. But yeah. I did. Like it's just
1: That that's those... your psychic senses. In <laughs> yeah, that well. energy. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: And, and thank you, Marie. We appreciate having you. As Marie said, she's she finds us really interesting and she loves us.
1: That's awesome. And and I love her comments. Yes.
0: Yeah, teachers have been here before. Yeah, I believe that. I believe I'm a big believer in reincarnation and that, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I mean, teachers, it feels like teachers are always meant to teach for the most part. I mean, there's always some of them that are not like, you get that feeling like they tried to be something else before they were a teacher and they failed at it. (laughs) But because, I mean, you can get that sense. I had it in high school too, where the teachers I loved, you could tell like they were meant to be teachers.
1: Oh, right. Absolutely.
0: And there's it, other, the other ones where it's like, no, they shouldn't have been a teacher.
1: Okay. <laughs> well, it's it, like what we're talking about is that energy connection, you know, that we all have. And I mean, have you ever like stood in a line uh, to get like at the grocery store and you, and somebody starts telling you about their whole life story because they feel comfortable around you? That, again, is that energy connection, you know, where where our spirit team may be talking to one another. Who knows? <laughs> So yeah, I think <laughs> yeah. I find it fascinating.
0: I have had that. Then you also have the ones where they just tell you about their life story, and then as soon as you walk away, kind of weirded out by it, they start telling the next person they see about their life story as well. And those are the ones that are just like, okay, a couple screws loose, but okay.
1: <laughs> oh, that, yeah, and that just kind of tells me that's a lonely person just trying to get that attention too. Yeah, yeah. absolutely.
0: But- which depending on the time i have maybe i'll give them attention but it depends if the time is right i mean right. if i have to be if i gotta be somewhere and i'm on lunch or something then yeah it's not gonna happen that time buddy sorry uh if <laughs> you catch me you catch me after work coming out of a bar then maybe 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 but
1: right right you know another and, thing oh i'm sorry go ahead
0: oh, oh oh no go ahead please
1: oh well what i was gonna say too the one thing that we haven't talked about with children is they love animals you know, they have that animal connection, and they just know what the animal is thinking a lot of times or feeling if they're not feeling very well. I just, you know, and I think it's fascinating that there's a lot of psychics that can kind of tune into that type of energy.
0: Yeah, and it's funny you say that because, well, I was going to ask, I mean, because you were a teacher for many years, I believe, right?
1: hmm yes. And
0: I was get well, I'll get to that question in a minute but yeah every child has an animal that they love like you ask any child in the world what's your favorite animal they have mm. an answer for you oh yeah and I mean you can yeah and my, I mean my kids sometimes like my son will be like we have two massive puppies that are both under a year and he, he will yeah and they're as much as I can't stand them because they have to clean their freaking cages out every day but
1: yeah
0: but my son will be like oh he He's not happy right now or she's not happy right now because we have a boy and a girl. And like he'll he'll tell me that and I'm like, Oh, what are you talking about? They're fine, and all of a sudden they start growling or something or barking at something. And there mm-hmm. are spirits in my house. Ha- there are two oh, spirits yeah. living in my house. Oh so, yeah. So like as soon as, soon as soon as my as soon as my son says, Oh, the dog's not happy right now, I'm like, what are you talking about? Then he'll start barking. I'm like, Okay, you're right, you're right. <laughs> don't yell don't don't yell at me, Munchkin. I was just trying to figure out what he was talking about. But, right. So the question I was going to ask is, what all your years of being a teacher, what is the most important lesson to talk to you about children?
1: Just overall.
0: Well, I mean, you can go into whichever direction you want with that. I like to. Be oh, a okay, bit open on okay. That
1: one. The one thing that really, I mean, after you asked me that, um, what really came to mind was really, you know, like I keep saying, you need to listen to them, respect them you know of who they are because each one of each child you know we'd have what 21 kids in the classroom and each one was so different and yet they each were such a dynamic personality and i keep calling it a puzzle piece but to the classroom each one of them was such a gift to have and and i think we all need to respect them and and not and not really treat them like they don't know anything as a child, but respect their personality and who they are as a person.
0: Yes. Which I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's hard to do. Cause like, there are certain things my son does that piss me off to no end. Like what he's just seeing his room playing video games. Uh-huh. And he'll start, he'll start singing random songs he made up at the top of his lungs. When I'm trying to watch TV or something, and I'm just like, Jerry, shut up, please. <laughs> like, good. sing quiet, sing quieter, sing quieter, so I don't have to hear it. Like over my TV. Like, I don't care if you sing, like sing your heart out, but right. do it a little quiet, do it a little quieter. <laughs> like, well, I don't they, need to hear it.
1: Yes, children need boundaries as well. They need parenting yeah. and boundaries. <laughs> so, not meaning that. Because in the classroom, I mean, it's like a mini family, you know, you you know, I would kind of, I wouldn't tell the kids to shut up because, you know, that's not allowed. I would just kind of go about doing it in a different way, in a creative way. But they do need to have the boundaries and they needed to be disciplined at certain times to know that's not how we behave because that's, you know, that's how we are as kids. They need to learn and they need that direction. Um, But yes, so I know I completely understand. I raised three myself and i think now i could be wrong and everybody listening i think girls were so much more difficult to raise than boys but again it depends on their personality you know
0: oh i agree my five-year-old girl is a terror compared to my eight-year-old son so and (laughs) she is such a drama queen if you tell her no she'll she'll run through the house falling constantly just trying to like get you to feel sympathy for her yes and, and you you had to sit there and listen to, her, listen to her fall and scream and cry and be like, I can't help you. I can't. Because then it's letting you know that this is okay behavior and I can't do that. No. Like, I'm not I'm not dealing with this for another 18 years. Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: So we're talking about your kids. Do you see any type of abilities with them?
0: I mean, my son, my daughter, not yet. No. But, mm-hmm. I mean, if she does, she keeps it to herself and doesn't right. tell us. Because wow. I've asked her like if she has seen anything weird in this house before, and she'll just kind of like laugh and walk, run away. But my son has stayed stayed at his aunt's house about a month or two ago, and th- their house is very haunted too down the Bridgewater Triangle of Massachusetts. So, yeah. he, he, like the first night he was there, he was telling his aunt like like I can't, I'm scared. I can't fall asleep. I keep seeing ghosts. Yeah, and th- their ha- their house is known to have it. So I mean. Right. we everybody everybody believed them of course but it's just and they also they grew up before they were doing me when they were just living with their mom they they right. grew up in a house a house in the bridge, another house in the bridgewater triangle where it was on Native american burial ground so they grew up with weird stuff happening in that house constantly right like, right like so they they're used to it in some degree like more than I ever was used to it because i mean I still haven't seen anything in this house but the stories is that her, my wife and her family have told me about this house from when they've been here is enough to keep me like looking around every corner as I'm walking through the house and whatnot, but right. it's creepy.
1: Well, and that's, you know, and that's a thing that you say, because uh, it is kind of fearful when you're not, you know, when you can't really communicate with them or you can't see them or, you know, when you feel them, you don't know what to do. <laughs> so there is a lot of fear based in it. But sometimes I just want to watch watch humans and see what's going on.
0: Yeah, which that we actually had paranormal investigators come in back in December because mm-hmm. we bought I, bought I bought this house in November and then after my wife saying she'd seen enough weird stuff, like we wanted to get investigators in here, but just be for 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 shit and giggles for me basically, and because it was free, so I was like, why yeah. not? Yeah. So they came in and. Like they, that's basically what they determined when they were talking to the spirits is that they they were the original couple that lived here and built this house and they never they never had kids so they're here just watching the kids.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which,
0: yep. which, to me in some ways was creepy because the things I was seeing in my daughter's room at night was shadows and whatnot. But, uh-huh. um, but yeah, and basically it was. I actually had a spirit talk to me that night for the first time ever and it was literally bone chilling, but it was also amazing at the same time.
1: Now, did when spirit talked to you? Was it in your mind, or what telepathically, or was it outside? Well,
0: I'm, not it sure. I'm, not su- I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not sure because it talked. It said thank you to me, and I could swore I heard it right outside my ear, like, but okay. no one else in the room so heard kind it. Kind
1: of more like a whisper.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, eg- exactly like a whisper. I mean because i was asking them we were, we were asking them like do you like all the improvements i made to the house since i bought it because this house was built in the 60s and i had to do a lot of upgrades before i could move in even so and that's when i got the thank you was after i asked them that question and it was like tear-provoking and everything else too it was just insane but
1: and, and see that yeah and see that's how they when i was going through my spiritual awakening is i could hear them in another room it was like a group of spirits and they kind of, I could feel their energy coming closer and closer and closer. And, but a lot of times when they would communicate, I could, I could hear them telepathically, but you can hear it as a whisper as well. So that's very interesting. And they said, thank you. that That's great.
0: Well, at least one of them did. And it's weird because at the same time, the investigator is taking a picture of me, like right when this is happening and I'm standing up and like in between my arm like right here in between my arm and my body you could see like a kind of a face in the pictures and wow. i mean some people some wow. people see it when i show them it some people don't see it i can't right. i see it but right I, but i but yeah i mean i just that's that's my personal experience with it and that's what got me into it well not got me into it that's what reinvoked my uh believing in it even more so
1: your curiosity i love what marie said about her daughter is in contact with her sister that died three years before she was born. And that that. is awesome. That is a gift, you know, Um, that, that I guess it would be her aunt then. Is that correct? My daughter is in contact with, yeah. Okay. So, um, oh no, her sister. Okay. I'm sorry, I got yeah. that wrong at the very beginning. But yeah, that is definitely a gift. And you'll, you'll find out that it will be come and go. Sometimes she won't hear from her for a while. And it doesn't mean that she's not there. It just means that your daughter has to live her life the way that she needs to. And, um, and it's almost like during a period of time, she may need to hear from her and she'll be right there. So a lot of times our loved ones will just kind of stay with us until we need them. But we've got that free will and they're not supposed to interfere in our life at all. But that is definitely a gift. That is awesome. I love to hear that.
0: Well, before we wrap this up, I did have a couple questions I wanted to throw at you since I like to throw these at everybody who's a medium or psychic. Uh What do you think of shadow people? because they're not, a lot of people don't see them as traditional spirits, like in the sense, like they, a lot of people believe there are other, other types of things that are shadow people. So what's your theory?
1: You know, it's very, yes. And, and, and it, to me, it's very interesting because you do hear different stories. I've seen it on shows where they're saying that they're different from different dimensions, you know, that spirit people are coming to visit. And then I've heard also from people who do paranormal, you know, like you said, um, ha- homes or institution investigations, and they'll see a spirit person and they think it's evil. Okay. Now, from a psychic medium point of view, now what I've heard from my mentor is that they're earth spirits, you know, they're lower lower energy that won't hurt you, but they're they're kind of like trapped here on earth. And so they have that, a lot of the anxiety and so forth that, you know, I don't know what to do and they may be angry. So they come across as shadow people. So it just, you know, and so where do I go on that? I'm not for sure because I haven't experienced that yet, you know, but, but I do love hearing the different perspectives. To me, I would like to see it more of, I guess, psychic medium, you know, is what they see it as you know, as an Earth-bound spirit just trying to find their way.
0: That's an interesting theory, actually, because I always pose a theory on here that I think that when people die, their spirits go through like an evolution of Mm -hmm. an evolution to put it the best way, and that a shadow person is kind of like the medium way evolution state between just being like a wisp wisp or a ghost light and Mm -hmm. Before becoming a full body apparition, right? I think it's to me. To me, it's that the spirits are learning enough to take shape of their form, but they can't make themselves look like real humans yet. They can only make themselves look like a shadow of a human.
1: Right. Right. I get you. That's always
0: been that's always been my theory, at least. But yeah, I've been told. I've I've had people on the show tell me, "Oh no, you're wrong about that." I'm like. If you say so. <laughs> like well, yeah, and, and
1: I don't think it's a right or wrong. I mean, I don't think we're gonna going to have to prove it one way or the other. I just feel like you need to know your own truth. You know, that's how you see it, and that's that's truth for you. So,
0: I mean, I've also yeah. had a paranormal. I've had a paranormal investigator in Pennsylvania tell me that on the show that he's had to help families for years when they've had mm-hmm. shadow people in their house because shadow people supposedly drain them of their life and their energy, yeah. and the house ends up like the parents end up getting divorced eventually they end up oh, wow. having hard they end up having hard relationships with the kids eventually if it's not t- not taken care of like because they'll feed o- shout people in his mind feed off your negative emotions and they make them grow so they can have more food i mean because if you're oh, somewhere and wants food.
1: okay
0: yeah so yeah. i mean that, that's something he told me i was like i mean that's yeah i kind of could see that i could see that because mm-hmm. i mean it's interesting because like the one, my wife's house where she lived before we moved in together, she, they had shot people there and her house was, her family was always arguing, very unhappy. And it made sense know. that something like that could be going on. So I don't All know, right. kind of some line side drew. But the last question I got for you is, do you, do you believe that sometimes these things that talk to children could possibly be, demonic or underworldly creatures in some sense or just like evil creatures
1: you know um, I don't (laughs) I really don't believe that a lot of it is to not you know trying to um, what we say um, trick the children is that what you mean kind of saying well all
0: right I don't I don't like the word demon because I'm I'm agnostic so I don't I don't I don't put my hand out to any faith and say I believe in your faith but I just so I don't You're not going to offend me with your answer, so don't worry about that. If that's that's No, no, no. Oh,
1: I see what you're... No, and to me, too, and the one thing that just came to mind is I think a lot of our children, and I think a lot of us are protected by angels, you know, depending on if you, you like that or not. And I think the intention is that most everything is love and light, and I think a child is from love and light, but I really do not see anything then dynamic (laughs) am i trying? evil you know trying to persuade them in any way um so but yeah so no i don't but i know that you know it depends on who you talk to and their experience but i i don't and if i and i feel like if a parent does feel like there is something like that that by all means they are in control of the energy in their house and so they can tell that spirit to go away. They can do, you know, energy cleansing and all that. Um, but, but I don't think it's evil. All
0: right. Which I, I mean, I respect your answer. Everybody has yeah. their own different beliefs on this. And that's why, that's why right. I like to ask me. even like, because I've had one just straight up tell me, oh, demons exist. Like they're like, they're like, I have angels talking to me, but demons exist hundred percent. Cause I've had them try to get into my life through people. So, oh, right. And, right. Yeah. And, right. That's their and,
1: experience. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah everybody's experiences are different. And on this right. show, we respect all experiences hundred percent. So, mm-hmm. but before we wrap up, um, please tell the listeners where they could find your book, where they can find your podcast, and anything else you want. Put out there, oh, as
1: sure. Uh, if they go to my website, that's where you know it's like shop all, that's where every all the information is. So it's just www.michellehendersonmedium.com, and that's where you can find my book, where you can find the podcast, where all links to everything.
0: And I will, of course, share that link in the description of this episode. Well, when I release it as a podcast, so I will, of course, put that in there. and I want to thank Michelle for coming on because it's been a very interesting hour for me. I've learned a lot about, I like to learn about children because I think my children may have abilities eventually. So mm-hmm. I like to be ready for it. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Absolutely. Knowledge is yeah. powerful. And thank you so much for allowing me to be on and having this conversation with you.
0: Not a problem. Um, and as all my listeners know, you can find me on Facebook as the Paranormal New Normal slash Maniacal Music Musings podcast Facebook group. Everything I do is there. Feel free to go there, and you can get me. You can check me on Twitter and Instagram as at Juggalo Bastard. And until next time, thank you for listening, and I will see you tomorrow with another show live for any watchers. And thank you, Marie, for thanking us. We appreciate I appreciate it. I'm sure Michelle does as well. So thank you.